Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 23rd. Andy, how we doing? Oh, Brendan. <laughs> oh, Brendan. <laughs> I'm doing all right, you know? Buddy. Buddy, buddy. how we doing? <laughs> buddy. Oh, good, good chip there, buddy. We can't get away from it. We're trying to get out from under, but it's now Billy Tour Live. I mean, I didn't even want to start with that. We'll get into it. I... Just coming fast and furious. He was on PGA Tour Live again. He's preying on the young, Sam Burns. He's citing something called the Ryan Palmer method, which I think now all these guys, Bubba taking Scheffler, like just saying, hey, you're playing with me. No questions asked. This is how it's going to be. Billy taking Sammy under his wing. Sam oh, Sammy. And just, again, like featured groups at Masters, just delivering the Billy. Oh, Billy. You know, and... And this time, we, I mean, I don't know who, I, you know, maybe I'll, I'll just say it. Craig Perks, just, we have running commentary. We have a sicko or shotgunner on the inside. You know, we wake up or I, I'm alerted to all these notes about Baton Boy reference just made PGA Tour Live. I'm just town absolutely crier. kidding. The, town the Baton Boy. <laughs> The Baton Boy is hot today. And of course, it's all in this best Kiwi accent, which just adds so much more class and oomph to it. Um, people messaging us, allegedly after a missed putt, Perk says, I'm surprised he's still holding that putter. Usually that thing is airborne by now. Baton reference. Billy is on. <laughs> Camp Champ hit the cart path on five. And they're talking about a ruling, and Billy stepped in with this. His own thoughts on the matter. Perk said, Billy's always going to be in the center of things, always making proclamations. And then later says, he's the town crier, always making announcements and proclamations. Just, what, what did you make? You took it in. It was another show, right? It was just another, another circus. Buddy, you said, you tweeted something like, it's the most you ever heard somebody say the word buddy. Is that accurate? Oh, it's just insane. It's I so I had um I was on a flight. Which incredible incredible I was streaming it on a flight. I was gonna say, how'd that it, work? It was, yeah. it was incredible. I, I couldn't believe that the Wi Fi held up. I was uh but I had it in my headphones. So I, I was like kinda watching it was our, our baby's first flight, which like yeah. you know, I, I let me tell you I'm exhausted at the end of today. Just completely mm, out imagine. of gas. Um but the um all, I would just be, I'd have one headphone in and I'd just hear, oh, oh, good shot, buddy. Like, <laughs> I would, I'd know what was going on. Like, oh, Billy. <laughs> like, it just is unbelievable. I, you know, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I know, I know. But the, the, the commentary from the person, the analyst on the inside was just oh, made it so delightful. So the only great. reason and, I got on there and started watching 
was because of all the uh, you know the shotgunners out in the wild alerting us of of all the happenings yeah. on PGA Tour Live. And the Tom Cryer. It was, it was delightful. Yeah. I mean, and Nagel's and it, Bagels just tweeted us. Nagel's, Nagel's Bagels just tweeted us uh, the du- dual interview. Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. They're both at the microphone with a word count. Horschel had 246 words. Sam Burns had three in a dual interview. <laughs> so, that, so that's the town crier at work. The effect. <laughs> kind of I, unbelievable. All right. He, he knows his Anything partner, else you gotta say he knows his partner isn't really uh, comfortable with the mic. So, you know, he, he wants to take yeah, care he, of it. He wants to shepherd him. You know, show him the ways. You know, you just talk like the motor mouth at work. Um, it, it yeah, it, that interview is incredible the, because he talks about the wind. He talks yeah. about how the golf course was it. This is like the golf course wasn't designed to play in the winds that they were with. It wasn't even that windy. It was gusting. I just looked at the weather this morning. Like the highest gust was twenty miles an hour. Twenty <laughs> miles an hour. That's like a moderate wind it's not like it's not like they were playing in like gale force winds it's not like it was blown 35 or 40 it's not like what do you mean it's not designed what could he even be hinting at golf you play outside that's part of the game it's like you never know what the weather's gonna be it's you know an architect architect doesn't you know take into account outside of like if you're designing on the ocean that like the weather it's just an insane. Comment. I don't even know what he could possibly be be hinting at. He's just ridiculous. I, let's move on. It's no more Bill. I uh, well, right. one other thing. He's totally get, trying to get in on this pip. Of course. <laughs> he posted that abs- yeah, absurd we'll talk about outcast like graphic image. I don't know who made that for him. Whoever made it for him should have told him it was a bad idea. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I, I, I I don't understand it. I'm not I don't get the reference. I'm not making the connection. I don't I like so fresh, so clean, Stanconia. I don't understand like what's he what? What I don't I it's it just went right over my head. Like I don't board, think what makes de- more sense? I don't think there's much depth to it, Brendan. I think that he had he took the picture with his hands just like it. And they already had that picture and Sam Burns. It looks like Sam Burns is just standing there like, what am I doing? You know, why am I involved in this? I think Sam Burns is questioning why he's involved in this. Any of it. Yeah, it seems like the opposite of Sam. Honestly, if someone told me walk this way was a connection because he's somebody, he has this niche nickname on this small golf podcast because he's this town crier and tells everybody what to do. That I would follow even closer, even though it resonated with only, you know, handful of people out there in the world. This, I have no clue the connection I'm supposed to be drawing. Anyways, we're done. Hey, can we talk about the Bubba, the Bubba, the Scheffler retelling the Bubba yes. story? Yes. This is exactly what we talked about. This is, right. It, that was unbelievable. I'm such a f- bigger fan of Scotty Scheffler because of the way he told that story. He basically just told the story exactly what it was. So for those that missed it, they, uh, you know, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Bubba are together yeah, afterwards. They uh, asked Scotty Scheffler how this pairing came to be because it's so obscure. And Scotty Scheffler goes, well, you know, uh, Bubba asked like eight or nine guys. They all said no. 
And then he asked me. And uh, I thought about it. I, I waited like five days. I called a bunch of people. None of them got back to me. So then I said yes. And the camera, it's incredible. The camera pans to Bubba. And Bubba goes, Bubba's like, you can tell he's thinking about what to say. And he goes, yeah, um, that's pretty much how it happened. I mean, he just threw him under the bus. Well, that's a little spice that this event may add. These these odd, strange parents. Um, I love this. Now that we're all, what do we, you do? It's, it's well, I just I, love yeah. Now we get parents. alternate shots. It's just ridiculous. It's just silly. I know. It's it's like kind of like if you want it. This is the entertainment product. I think they try and be too serious. It's like goes back to what Adam Scott said at the beginning of the year. Like six terms matter. Like every other one should be like this. Just. Yeah. Just yeah. it makes like it, it just this is a content palooza. Well, yeah, I mean, now that we're on it, I was thought I thought us, the syllable boys were going to be the only ones that didn't break get in under par, but Hogan Roach <laughs> are did just sneak in at one under. They're tied DFL with Arjun Atwal and, and several others. Um, but yeah, if we're, let's just knock this out. Scores that don't matter all change. You got all in a shot tomorrow. But hey, but how about Morikawa and Wolf? <laughs> Almost DFL. Well, that's not surprising. We talked about this the other day. Wolf's a mess. Morikawa's just playing there because he's a big underwriter, and this is what you get, of course. Uh, um, but he's we got, got the brand the of glory, sacrifice. The glory. Day They're playing boys. death metal. Playing death metal in the clubhouse tonight. To honor the the eighteen old leader, Victor Hovland, Chris Ventura, um, I don't know all the a lot of the guys that are up there are the ones you figured would be there. Champ and Fino, the two Aussies. I mean, Billy Boy is right there too. You you figured he might play well. He's been playing well. Um, you know, it's it's the two uh, South Africans, Louis Oosthuizen, Charles Schwartzel. Did you know Charles Schwartzel? Sponsored by Michael Kors. Have oh, we yeah. talked about this? Yeah, he's got the clear, the clear hat, Michael Kors on the shirt. I mean, he used to be a Nike athlete, but now he's now he's a Michael Kors. But like, think about the the shock Michael of, Kors is like think barely about going golf. from Nike, Nike to Michael Kors. I don't understand it. I was watching him today. Hey, while we're on the subject of this, and we don't even have to answer us. We'll get in and out, drive by. I was trying to research, reading around. Who asked for all these articles on Macklemore's new golf fashion brand? Who who asked for these? Who was requesting all these? I've seen more freaking articles about Macklemore's new golf fashion brand. I just read one in the Wall Street Journal. No one was asking for these. Whoever his PR agent is deserves a raise. Find you know something else to write about. What? Are, what why, are we, why are we covering this? Well, you know why? They're all just what? hoping. Deep down, that McElroy, or McLemore, God, McElroy, McLemore, um, will give it a retweet. That's what they all think. They're like, "Oh, we'll write about this, and then he'll promote it on his end." That's what they expect. They all just want that. But where's that? That's not even going retweet. anywhere. I'm telling you, that's just what it is. Yeah, but none of those people are thinking to like subscribe to the Wall Street Journal or some sh- like no, no nothing. What's the end game? Anyways, um, I don't know. You have anything else on Zurich you want to say besides Billy? Any pairings? Any things jumped out to you? Uh, I guess I they are the, doing this music. Tournament, 
This tournament's going to be won and lost by the alternate shot. Alternate shot. This is that's that's the format you want to watch. It's going to be like this morning was. I was on a flight across the country, and I, I couldn't believe the coverage started before I took off, and the guys were still on the golf course when we landed. I mean, for, for the four ball. basketball is just a, a death march out there. You get four. These guys usually play in threesomes. You put four of them together, yeah. and then they get the team conversation. They get the, the oh, strategy. cover this putt. Yeah. It is yeah. excruciating. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that the PGA Tour Live worked way better with eight players than it did does with six players. Like I felt like there was a lot of shots being shown. It was really an, an enjoyable watch. Tomorrow. There will only be four balls in play, though, so it probably won't be yeah. great. Okay. All right. That's but all I got. All their shots are always great to watch. I don't know why we talked about Zurich for so long. I want to talk about this pip. I've been, you know, the moment, it seemed like the moment we hung up yes, on Tuesday, this yeah. shit breaks. And I'll, it's all yeah. I've wanted to talk about since. This is, do you want to go into the details? The uh, player? I mean, but, yeah. We'll do it quickly. I mean, it's now news. Like honestly, the article published as we somebody, hit finish somebody on might our not record. Be, you know, somebody might yeah, be but in let, the weeds. Let's do they the, might be the nuts you know, and bolts. Doing their taxes Lynch, doing their yard. Eamon Lynch for a got the report. Uh, he he broke the report on Tuesday afternoon. Um, apparently, this is a program that's been in effect since January first. Um, you know, so it's this forty million dollars going to ten players. First player. Uh, the top of this PIP player impact program will receive eight million. The, this is based on an impact score for ten guys. It has been characterized mostly as sort of a response to the PGL, right? Cutting out some money for guys that are just big brands, big stars. The score in the original report was based on six things: their FedEx Cup ranking, but That's apparently gone. that has now been changed. <laughs> but it was on the original memo that went out to players or whoever, which. This could not have gone to everyone, right? Or else this would have been this would have been public right away. Or oh, yeah. did it just go like everybody? You know, it would have it leaked seemed like, like a, people were hearing about it. Like, and the other the way the players reacted to the report tells me that like, they oh, didn't yeah. know. You know, yeah. Like when Jim yeah. Herman's out tweeting, "Here comes my uh, here comes my ship," you know, he clearly yeah. didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It, if it was in I effect, the, the memo only knew. must memo must have gone to only like a few of the the whales, the rainmakers, or it hadn't gone out to anyone. I don't know, but anyways, FedEx Cup was originally on this document. That's now since been eliminated. That would imply too for, much of an odd course. Do you think metric, it's you know? It's uh. Do you think that's because of uh, Ricky complaining or uh, Tiger complaining? <laughs> that could be. Could be. Maybe they want to battle out, put it out to bid. Comcast Business Top 10 wants to be a part of the PIP impact score. Or does FedEx want to be part of the PIP impact? Which which brand wants in? Um, Google search popularity. Nielsen brand, which was mostly TV broadcast exposure. Your Q rating, which like I still don't necessarily understand. MVP index rating, which is this company that Spieth's dad has been hawking for f several years now we've heard about it's it's the value of the engagement a player drives across social and digital channels engagement 
And then meltwater mentions, which was a new <laughs> term for me, uh, which is the frequency with which a player generates coverage across a range of media platforms. Now, I trust that some of these meltwaters and MVPs and all these things, you know, to the best of their abilities are measuring these things. But as someone who's worked in digital media, I've not seen it all, but I've seen some stuff for a decade. Like, so much of this shit is just not real. It's fake people. It's just, it's completely made up. Fake impressions, fake numbers that are blown out of the proportion. It's, uh, that have no value. They, and if they are real, we have no sense of if they have any value whatsoever. But half the time, we don't even know that they're real. None of this, none of this shit is reliable. And the same goes with TV ratings. Like, those are just much more legacy entrenched at this point. Like, what actual value those should have. But I don't know. I've seen it firsthand. Oh, like 80 million people watched this video. Like, probably five of them were alive. And actually, it had some resonance. And they clicked on your ad or whatever it is. Like, it's all just, it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors. But anyways, these are the things that were going to be assessing this impact score to the best of their abilities. All right. So... About this thing, right? I'll, I, I have always said that the top of the PGA Tour is the most underpaid of any, you know, superstar mm-hmm. sports. Like, they drive, like, there's eight, maybe five guys that really matter. Like, I think about my casual buddies that, like, check in and out of yeah. golf that make, like, the large audience. Like, the people that are listening to this podcast are not them. You know, but they they yeah. only know like five guys. They, they those are the only five guys they ask about, right? So, like in the terms of the, who drives like revenue for the sport, you know, these guys like the fact that Kelly Craft makes one point two million dollars on course, and like the guy that is the best makes like fourteen is crazy because in the NBA, the guy that is making the veterans minimum is making like four hundred grand, five hundred grand, and LeBron's making forty million. You know, it's yeah. it's completely out of balance. So anyways, I get I, I don't disagree that the big name players should be paid more. But I also think the FedEx Cup kind of is part of that. Like that that's an excuse to give guys more money. You know, um, this also can be part of that. And that's that's fine and dandy. Right. I think it could be good in the terms of like, I think that. Players are going to try more. And we were already seeing it like three days in. Like players are actually trying to get fans to like them more. And I think that's really good for the sport, right? Like they, they should want to do this whether or not this $40 million is out there either way because they're going to get paid more. Like I think Max Homa is like a perfect example. Like Max is well, a very yeah. good player. You know, but he he's very engaging on social media. He has more fans than a lot of players that have done more in the game have, than him have, you know, yeah. because of the way he engages. And, like, all of a sudden he's got, like, MasterCard. He's, he's got legit sponsorships now because fans like him, you know? Um, yeah, but he's good at it. He's good at yes. it. Billy Ho doing some dopey Photoshop. I, I'm just Did saying, you see Justin Thomas today? He just told some story that like didn't wasn't that good. He just some totally story they would never tell normally about how like playing in the partner event. He always put down uh, Woodland score instead of Daniel Berger score, and Daniel Berger got upset. I was like, 
Huh. What what is, really what does Justin Thomas have to tell us other than like I play <laughs> golf and I make a lot of money? Like and Brooksy's now playing, you know, with Barstool. He he kind of reeled you, a bit. Like, this is all uh, spurred off this thing. They you so they're putting millions of dollars at stake, and the reality of the situation is everything that they're doing. Like if I was a player, I would look at this and be like, okay, like Tiger's gonna win eight every year that he's around. I have questions about like, do you, is there a minimum amount of events you have to play? Like it would seem to be that should be part of this. Like you shouldn't get $8 million if you play four events in a year or zero, you know? Um, but whatever this say here or there tiger probably should get the 8 million for in perpetuity for the amount of money he's driven to the sport. But like if I was a player and I'm looking at second place and it's $4 million, I'm I'm like okay I can go get this I'm gonna spend a million dollars on like a bunch of like growth hacking shit like SEO I'm gonna have like higher yeah. social media team I'm gonna have video production that like I'm gonna do a shitload of stuff and I'm gonna spend a million but I'm gonna make four million from doing that everybody would do that you know like up to like I'm gonna spend three million to make four million that's like a great business. So yeah. like these I mean, guys, of- like you're going to see these guys completely try and game the system, which is why this all got the, the ridicule should all be about the idiotic system that they created. This is stupid. This is this is all stuff that could easily be gamed. And what you're going to do is incentivize these guys to like create fake, you know, interactions. I mean, I don't trust. The- yeah. I've already said I don't trust the measurements of this. The tour juices some numbers, but like they don't know what these, the, how many actual real people are doing watching this. And now you're going to get all these outside parties and agents involved. And I actually don't know. I don't know how successful those gaming efforts will be. I think like the guys what? who are the whales and the most popular are, are going to be. I. I think you think like is, you know Tyler Duncan's going to get an SEO ace and break in. All right, listen. It's not about Tyler Duncan, but it's about like I know forty I know. the the Wyndham or the Comcast Tour top ten. It doesn't work because nobody cares at the end of the season because it's like it's like three hundred grand, you know, which is a drop in the pot, you know, bucket for these guys. This is like millions of dollars. It's an insane amount of money. This is not like the ten million. Yeah. This is four times the amount of money. The difference between seventh and eighth is like a million bucks. So they're gonna they're so much more incentivized. I should note that just to clean up on the news parts of it, it's believed, according to Eamon's article, the formula used uh will distinguish between positive and negative coverage, which I think is a horrible distinction, quite honestly. Like if you How, don't want to go into if you want to do this WWE score and you want to make it wrestling. You gotta reward the heels that drive interest just as much as the the you know good guys. You have to. Patrick Reed, you know, need they need to like. Of course, you need to, you know, adjudicate the rules better and and uh, you know not give them passes on on the rules. But like as far as him being a nut job tweeting about the Red Sox game and stuff like that, like you want this, you want this heel, but. I don't. I don't understand like how you distinguish between the positive and negative. What, what kind of score you apply there? Um, I don't know. And, and that 
the, the official quote, I guess the spokesman to Eamon was, uh, it's, quote, to recognize and reward players who, and one of my favorite sort of cliches, positively move the needle. Whatever needle that may be, <laughs> whatever it is out there, uh, you know, whatever the needle's measuring, where it goes, up, down, sideways, I don't know. But, um, but as several people pointed out, Whatever the formula you know, is, what whatever these is one of the score of this whole you know, metrics are that comes out is that Kanadeki wins summed it up the first for me is that I saw. It was like this is just basically like a PGL defense fund to say don't go there right now. I I don't think like it necessarily kills the PGL at all. I think it's an initial kind of you know attempt to just say hold up for a second. We can kind of you know chip you off some stuff here to stop that um i don't know that that that's what it most accurately is so far the player reaction's been kind of amusing a lot of guys have turned into socialists bernie bernie sanders democrats you know being like why why more for the top one percent as opposed to you know get send some down to the middle class or the lower class of the tour um You know, maybe the benefit of this whole thing, though, is the uh, actual needle. You know, they could make a nice little graphic. They could show where everybody is in needle form. And then we could see exactly when something happens, how the needle moves. Do you think <laughs> that could be the the silver lining of the whole thing? There could be a giant needle that goes on tour at every stop. And everybody, it's moving. And your face could be at the end of it. And maybe... You know, you become more weighted. They put an extra, you know, an extra five pound dumbbell and like his head of yours and the needle moves a little bit more or something like that. Is that what you're suggesting? You hit a 400 yard drive. The needle you definitely moves. You won't believe how far this drive went. Um, so what's the player reaction so far? Right. It's like a lot of guys have turned into socialists. Bernie, De Bernie Sanders, Democrats. They want, hey, man, why is more going to the top one percent? Take care. Send yeah. some down to us, the middle class and the corn fairy tour classes. G like, give it, know, given the makeup of given the makeup of the, of the PGA tours, uh, um, you know, I don't. This is not. I'm. This is not a political no, podcast. I'm not political. It's just amusing. Person, though, where but, they are. Uh, it's just quite amusing when you consider, you know, their the general voting uh, ways of of the PGA tour and and how many are outraged about this, you know. Send more down to us. Yeah. Yeah. Spread they're, it out. They're saying Spread send the wealth more down out. to I don't know. When 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 it comes um, to running the country, they're the completely opposite, you know, stance. A couple by like you said, it's positive for engagement. I hope. I hope for like in depth real stuff. Obviously. Like real interviews, real profiles, real discussion, some honesty, some sort of as opposed to just like the social Some availab availability. Yeah. I would is hope. It, I don't know. I saw that Ricky Fowler was making some media media um, you know appearances this well. week, and Kevin Clark's slow news day. I mean, he doesn't do that stuff though. He does brand activations, but he rarely does media stuff. Yeah, I, think I saw he, he was on Wasserman, Fairway Rolling too. I think he does what Wasserman tells him to do on that stuff. Um, well, I but maybe it coincides with the, hey Rick, you know this the, Pip thing. 
The you problem know, is he, he doesn't he, ever he, say anything interesting. He's everywhere and never, never ever says anything. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like great, great day. You know, he, he never. Well, ever, you know this. Uh, he's one a of big the brand because he funny. never gets in trouble and says anything of interest, one way or the other. Okay. A, a company I used to work for when they when they were about to fire employees, they put them on a pip, which I can't get out of my head now. Because yeah. this thing's gonna be the pip, you right, know, right. and it's like, well, that's like a performance plan, performance right. improvement plan, is right. what it was at this company. So, do you think you can actually break in to this? You think like like I, the, there was a distinction? I think Amen. Somebody made a comment like the PGL, like you could not, right? You could not play your way in. Like whoever got chosen for that league was in and out. And there well, been some were like gonna, analogies no, they drawn were, to the soccer league, your, but. I think you could have played uh, your way into the true. PGL, like because you had owners Probably. that want sure the best players a, that want yeah. to win, and they're they'll the, if anything, yeah. I think the PGL would have been a more incentive to drop ba- drop people like bad habits when they stink. Like you know, that's the thing. The, I think that's what would have happened. It would have been more like the NFL at the PGL level because like you'd have franchise owners that want to win. Like this, the thing that's crazy to me is that like Phil. And Tiger are going to be on this. Like, Phil stinks. He's not, not even relevant. But because he's a star, he's going to be getting paid. Like, which I I guess, you know, he's not going to get paid for playing on the course because he sucks. He doesn't make a lot of money on the course anymore. Well, here's my other problem with, like, a lot of the anti-pip. And I'm not, like, I have no strong take on this. I'm obviously greatly amused by Meltwater and SEO and all this stuff. Like that's amusing as hell. Like I don't think they know. This, how, that's all going to be gone in yeah, two it'll be years. Changed. The it'll system. Be yeah. The system. This is a system. This they is going to be just like the measuring. FedEx Cup. They're going to change this thing seventeen times. I have no idea years. what they're measuring. So like, but the anti-pip uh, crowd seems to be like the tour is not a meritocracy anymore. But my my counter to that is like. The purses aren't being drained to pay these things out. Like you could still yeah, get where paid. Where did this money come from? You're still getting the TV deal. The TV deal, the billion dollars TV deal. I assume is part of it. I don't. The, but they're not profit. That's well. That's the whole joke of it. The whole joke. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. They got a global home with a moat and a drawbridge. I may be exaggerating on the drawbridge, but like, so like. I don't think the meritocracy thing holds the, this isn't a meritocracy anymore, holds water because the purses still are the purses. And you go play, you win, you win as much as you would have won yesterday. Like you just There's go out and win. You are still getting this. paid. If, a, if you, if you play better, you're in, you know, like if you play really well, you're going to get paid. You're going to make your way into this. Like the reality is like you want more airtime play better. Like that's one of the big things. And that's how you get interviewed more. People like, like you more, maybe some people so, like he, you more. The bad, the bad no. PR thing though is totally that you should be rewarded if it's bad or good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, Here's my main reaction and why I don't have any strong take about it, like where I hate it or dislike it or, or I'm greatly amused by some of it, of course. Um, and this was my, when it came out, I go, I should have led with this. Are the majors still the majors? Yes. Okay, cool. Like, let's just keep moving on. Like, all this shit is not sports. None of it. Google, none of this is sports. None of this is competition. This is just a bunch of guys at the periphery of competition 
handed briefcases of cash to each other uh, on the outside of, of competition. In the middle is the actual sports, the actual competition that matters, uh, the majors, and like and whatever, maybe a few. It's the Adam Scott quote that sort of just like said the quiet part out loud at the start of the year. Most of it's just all entertainment, and there's like whatever, seven to eight real events. So like, I don't know. Like all it does for me kind of almost is is heighten the importance of the majors and distinguish the majors from all these like little games, these meltwater games that are going on. Um, and, and that's the true sports. That is competition. This is just, you know, some sort of business scheme on the outside in the periphery of it. And that's all. That That's my, like, and it, if that offends you, I, I guess I sort of understand that. It doesn't me like, I, I totally get that they're trying to ward off the PGL and that, in truth, a lot of these guys aren't making necessary. Now, I saw Michael Bamberger had a column where he said, like, the market takes care of this stuff with endorsement deals. But, like, I feel like the greater the greater critique is for, like, the guy who's 89th in the FedEx Cup who brings zero of value to the PGA Tour that, and that, is making... That makes $2 million a, a year. Yeah. I think that's like what that, we're, yeah. I think that's that's sort of the what this is trying to provide some balance to, in addition to all the endorsement don't, deals. Don't be a it. dial tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't have a great objection to it. I think a lot of people were trigger, hap, uh, you know, just triggered about the the European Super League like coming on the heels of this, uh, this coming on the heels of that, which like seems much more objectionable and and really detrimental in ter- to the rest of the game, uh, the rest of the sport in soccer. I'm not going to pretend to be a soccer or certainly a European soccer expert, but it sounds like that was just absolutely wiping out those leagues. The rich get richer, pure greed. Now, this is the rich getting richer, but I, I don't see it taking away from the purses, right? You can play your way in kind of maybe, I don't know, maybe if you get a good Google guy, but like the purses aren't going down to pay this forty million. I'm saying, I'm saying, if I'm in the top twenty, that's where like you're not. Nobody's going from eighty into the top ten. But if you're in the top twenty of this, like that's where you should be gaming this, and you could totally game it. It's, okay. It'd be like, if people the P, pot of either so? Lup, Lupland execs would be like, you know, I didn't know this, but. Did you know that uh, Xander Shoffley, who actually spoke out about he's just going to keep being him, which I really appreciate, but did you know that Xander Shoffley yeah. is uh, is Googled 25 times more often than even Tiger Woods? <coughs> now, do nicknames count? I mean, what if Baton Boy is mentioned 250 times a day on Twitter for a week? What if the town podcast starts... count? Are they gonna like l- listen to the pod and write down every time somebody's mentioned? <laughs> I, mean... I stopped. To- I'm done. I'm done with this. I we could talk about this for an hour and a half, and I I don't want to. I want to talk about the awesome golf tournament happening at Wilshire Country Club, the uh, women's LA Open. Actually, let's just call it the LA Open. Okay. There's no need right. for because it is the LA Open. There's no other LA Open. This is the LA Open, one of the prominent American cities, citywide championship. Pretty exciting. And you can see the city. They've got this great 
camera i think it's on a crane if i would take it it seems like it's on a crane way up high in the sky and just like you see the neighborhood boarding the the motorcycle zipping you, by you can see and, a lot of the hollywood sign yeah that's featured a lot <laughs> hollywood signs getting some real sort of you know like the snake pit the bear trap statues like that's the hollywood signs getting that this year this week just court is your leader 64 65 outstanding um She's 13 under. Her sister was on track and then went five over in a five-hole stretch. I think had an eight in there. Uh, but Jessica leads Jin Young Ko by three. And you have Seyun Kim in there, uh, uh, four shots back. Just, I mean, I watched it tonight. It was a Wednesday start, so we're now two rounds in. It was, uh, it's a great primetime watch. I'm, I'm not breaking any news there. The course looks delightful. I watched NB Park playing out of these bunkers, just like, salivating over some bunker play she hit one from like a like it wasn't a pop bunker but it was a, i was 14 it's like out there right and it was like 75 not a full 100 yard shot she like spun it back just flew it out from like this small deep bunker uh then i think she had one on 18 that was, seemed impossible that she put to like two feet like just so many great shots to watch uh out of the bunkers and then uh you know, the television coverage is great. I, I, I love the camera up in the sky. They were showing on some of these approaches. And, and you can sense of where the holes are, it, like, tucked into the neighborhood. So it was cool. Yeah. So uh, Will, Will Knights had this stat. The quarters are, uh, they got two wins, seven top tens, and 11 combined appearances in 2021. Mm-hmm. How about that? Pretty good. Pretty good. Very good. It's uh. Then obviously Jin Young Ko in second, uh, trying to hold she, off. She MB yeah MB's chasing her down. She's MB's like DK Metcalf chasing down the Buddha Baker or whoever that was that uh, yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. But but you know Jin Jin Young Ko might be putting on uh, putting on the afterburners here. So it's it's going to be an awesome uh, last two days. Final round Saturday night, um, which. Uh, will be great television. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that That's the event of the week for a reason. Uh, elsewhere, on the, the Veritex Bank Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour, Anders Albertson leads, shot a 62. I heard we got several... Pace doubt- car. Pace car Albertson. Is he slow? Oh, yeah. Really? Glacial. How do you have Anders Albertson uh, oh. tidbits, tips? I happened to play with the Anders Albertson in uh, the Dixie Am one year. Oh, well, so there. slow. <laughs> there you go. First-hand knowledge. Might have been. Might have been at TPC Heron Bay. Possibly. Can't remember exactly what the course was, but. <laughs> Anyways, he so leads. So slow. We got several several notes from folks in Dallas who've played this course. They're like, it has to be windy, or these guys will break sixty. Like it, it, they say, it's super easy. I think it was blowing today. It was cold. I know that, but like they need like thirty mile an hour winds, or these guys are going to break so, sixty at the Texas do you think Rangers. Billy, uh, do you think Billy Ho would uh, agree that this course was designed for the wind, or wasn't designed for the wind? Sounds like it needs the wind to provide any kind of defense, especially for a Corn Ferry Tour caliber of player. So it was designed with the wind in mind. I guess. I, I suppose. I'm not sure it was designed with. Uh, CBS football analysts in mind. Tony Romo is, I guess, no longer DFL. Brady Schnell is now DFL. But he opened with the chip in Eagle. That got to great fanfare and impressions and views. And then 
He shot 40 coming in. He's six over. He's next to DFL. Um, it, was, it was the Sunday Sunday version, uh, Sunday Will County Am version of say. Tony Romo. Not, Not the sad. I mean, to his credit, he made an eagle and three birdies. It's pretty good. Like, you know, he also made a bunch of bogeys. <laughs> but three duffels. Right. Right. Um, all right, where else? On the Euro Tour, Max Kiefer, Robin Roussel, Joachim Hansen, Jus Luton are early leaders. You, called, you just, we talked yesterday. Maximilian, last sorry. Uh, I apologize. You just shortened it. Sorry. You did exactly the cardinal sin. You can't shorten you said that. You can't shorten the name like Maximilian. You cannot shorten it. My apologies. Um, anything else on scores? Anything else on events? No. Good? I, 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 yeah. News? Ab Scott ops out of the Olympics. We kind of knew this was happening. He's not seemed to be interested in that since it came out. Um, U.S. Open fan policies. First, I think one of the first like main sports ones that I could see that I've, I recall saying you have to be vaccinated to attend if you're an out-of-state attendee or if you're in-state. You know, California, you got to be 14 days, show a negative test, or be vaccinated. So, um yeah, limited fans either way. I don't know. I don't know if they've said what limit, but uh, yeah, doesn't sound like a lot. I think I heard that parking was the biggest. Right. Yeah, we talked about issue. this on this podcast. Yeah. You probably heard that that you host. Co-host. That's where I heard it from you. Okay. They, they don't want to shuttle. They, they they might be limited in shuttles. Although now I've seen they might be shuttling guys in. Mike Davis said that, but whatever. Um, all right. Anything else? Can we go to Flashback Friday? Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Yeah. You want to talk about the pip anymore? No, no, I'm done. I have a lot of thoughts about the PIP. Positive for engagement. You're not condemning it. You just think the metrics might be a little goofy. All right. Yeah. Um, flashback Fridays. I, I, I honestly, I, I've got mixed emotions. I'm excited to see it. Like, I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's necessarily, like, I don't disagree with the giving the 40 million to big players. Like, I don't disagree with the best players like in the people that mean the most to the sport getting paid more. I don't I don't mind that and I don't mind the I don't I think it could lead to some positives. My my whole thing is I'm dubious of the tour to like be able to administer oh, yeah. it, administer it and, I mean, and there's like, there's there's a million red flags like and <laughs> it's going to be just fun to it's just like a fun thing. I love what it's opened up. It's just yeah, I guess. opened up like a can of content. But none of it's sports. Again, we have fun. Right. None of it's actual competition. And that's what most of the PGA Tour is devolving into. Um, all right. Precision Pro is our sponsor for Flashback Friday. They are the official rangefinder DMD. I don't know what the difference is between calling it a rangefinder, a DMD, uh, of the shotgun start. Um, the NX9 Slope is our rangefinder of choice. You've seen the wire, right? Yeah. It makes me think of WMD, you know, and the, the corner boys. DMD. I mean, that's kind of a stretch, but I get it. Yeah, I got what you're going. You could be on the corner. You could be on the corner dishing out precision pros, yelling DMD. And you could be offering shotgun twenty to get twenty dollars off that precision pro <laughs> on the corner. Um, Sounds like another another slang name for, for shotgun heroin, twenty. You know? Yeah, Shotgun Twenty is the promo code. Uh, we've had several people actually DM re- message in in the last day. One person 
was at, you know, of course we were slower to respond to him because he asked what our pr- promo code was. So he went straight to Precision Pro and they emailed him back within five minutes. That's customer service. We try. We're trying to get back to as many messages as we can. We apologize. Andy's flying. You try. Uh, you, you try. That's I'm not the, very good at it. The, the By the way, is you try. The reality I don't, is I don't Precision Pro is our rangefinder sponsor, but only two years after they originally emailed Andy, right? Didn't they email you two years ago? We never responded yes. or you never responded. And now here we are. That, that, so to get, yeah. listen. You know, if you need the promo code, it may don't be faster a, don't to go to them. Offense, don't take offense if I don't reply, please. I, I don't. It's not intentional. We got some offer out there to do this, that, and the other. Just lost in the email. Um, all right. So, so there are rangefinder shotgun twenty best customer service. Eric's on the line waiting for you. We've had some club pros switch their business over. Everybody seems happy. If you're not, let us know. We'll communicate that. We'll figure it out. We'll try to make it better. But uh, everybody seemed happy with it. Again, Shotgun20 is our uh, promo code. Precision Pro Flashback Friday this week is on the 1999 and 2000 Compact Classic winner at English Turn in New Orleans. Is comp- Do you know now, who that is? We got, sh- we got shellacked for asking if Dell was yes. still a company. I'm very interested if Compact is still in business. This same, and a lot of people probably don't even this, know what Compaq is. This same thing popped into my head. We are idiots in alignment on that one. I was like, huh, you know, all those people gave us trouble for Dell. I wonder if Compaq's still a, still a brand. I don't think it is. Of course, I didn't look into it, but I, I don't believe. Have you seen a Compaq anywhere in the last no. 10 years? Okay. So the Compact Classic was what it was called in 1999-2000 Carlos Franco won. Now, Carlos Franco is, of course, a, a legend already on the shotgun start, thanks to TK Kelly telling us about how Carlos would have a Yerba Mate tea caddy, not separate and apart from his caddy caddy, carrying his bag outside the ropes. Or I think he had a bib. I believe he also had a bib and would carry Carlos's Yerba Mate tea. Of course, Carlos Do- is also... Doesn't warm up. Also a legend here for not warming up, literally walks, eats breakfast until there's 30 seconds on the tee, walks out of the clubhouse, walks onto the tee, or pulls in the parking lot and walks straight to the tee. I read several articles about Carlos, uh, several references to this, like he hates practice as much as VJ loves it. Just like this is the thing. Everybody knows about it. He doesn't warm up. Hey, was this... Was this when uh, the tournament was hosted at English Turn? Yeah, I just said that. Your internet's horrendous. Andy's on the road, but I did oh, say. Oh, so laggy. Compact Classic I, I, of New Orleans at English Turn. He won it two times. He's sort of the uh, he's the prince of English Turn. Uh, uh, Carlos Franco. Yes, yes. So, of course, he's already been established as, as a legend in, in these quarters. Here's a little bit more about Carlos Franco. So, 99... He won it. It was his rookie year. He was 33 as a PGA Tour rookie. Now, of course, he turned pro in 1986. So he'd been a pro for 13 years. He'd won 30 times worldwide before this first PGA Tour win in New Orleans in 1999. He had five wins on the Japan Tour in five years. He was on the winning President's Cup team the year preceding this, even before he was a rookie on the PGA Tour. Um, But oddly enough, kind of amusing, once he got to the Tour... He won four times on the PGA Tour, twice in New Orleans and twice in Milwaukee. He won Milwaukee twice, just like those were his spots. 
I read one about his last year. His last win was the 04 Milwaukee Open. Um, and he said he spent all of his free time fishing for bass at a friend's pond during the week and never practiced. He was just always fishing for bass at someone, this is Buddy's pond. And that was his last PGA Tour win. Let me ask you a question. What? Do you think that it had to do with the, you know, he had like a, a latitude range where he could win? You know, Milwaukee and New Orleans, they're, they're close. pretty close to the same close latitude. Enough. And and then if you keep going down in that latitude. Is it longitude or latitude? I think it's lat- latitude. No, it's, lo- it's, longitude. No, it's latitude. I think it's Maybe longitude. Maybe it is long. It is. It is, actually. This was a question on yeah. my aviation test. God. <laughs> Thank God. I <laughs> that you passed. What's your fat? Like, you can just forget it all the next day. You just got to get through. It was a cramp. Oh, that's but great. But yes, the long, longitude. Yeah, Maybe that's his range. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That could be. That's a, that's a working theory, I suppose. Um, he did win five times in Japan and, you know, 30, 30 other worldwide wins before he got to the, to the continental United States. So, I don't know. Maybe debunk the theory. But I, I, I don't know. That could be true. Um so in 99, he's on a hot streak. He's a PGA Tour rookie. He led the Masters for a moment on the first round. You know, New Orleans was a similar spot to it now. It was on Mother's Day, probably like a month after the Masters. He led the Masters. He finished sixth. He ended up finishing sixth by Sunday in the 99 Masters. Um, and like goes home to parade in Paraguay. Goes home. He's like this legend in Paraguay, which is like, Nobody knows about golf in Paraguay, but he finished sixth in the Masters. They throw him a parade when he gets home. It's just like his profile explodes, and then he wins. He's already won 30 times worldwide. Then he wins on the PGA Tour in New Orleans. He takes three weeks off, doesn't hit a ball in between the Masters and goes and wins in New Orleans. Just took three weeks off in Paraguay. Lives as this like legend, this new hero from finishing sixth. Uh, And then goes up to New Orleans and wins. It won $468,000 for winning this New Orleans event. Uh, compact. He said it was not about the money. It was just about winning. Like they talk about, I'll get into where how he came from. Nothing, but not, not, yeah, nothing. You, the Paraguay win was is not the money like was so secondary. Country. No, and they have four courses. Sorry, I'm like six hundred like golfers. This was when he won nineteen. You're fine. You're fine. Just let me let me narrate. Your your on the road internet is is struggling. So. It's just it was all about proving his medal, kind of proving he knew he could win on the PGA Tour, but it, that that sort of validation of that first win in New Orleans was what meant the most to him uh, outside of the money. Um, it was just three shot. He 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 set the record at English Turn by three shots. The uh, the PGA Tour event record. Uh, he was still short of the one that I don't know whatever the venue was before English Turn. That was much easier. Um, so he called it the biggest week of his life. He said he'd never won a bigger tournament this day uh, than this. Every day this week, he said, I felt very good. I was hitting the ball really good. I felt no pressure. So he beat Steve Flesh and Harrison Frazier in 1999. He came to the 15th hole tied with Flesh and a shot ahead of uh, Frazier. He birdied the hole and Flesh took a bogey on 14. And, uh, and, and Frazier was just parring his way out. And Franco, on 15, says, quote, 
That's when I knew I had won the tournament. He was only a shot up. He was old, but he broke the tie. He's like, I knew I'd won. He's just on the 15th hole. He talks about it in, in certain other profiles. Like, if you need a sports psychologist, you shouldn't be playing golf. Like, my confidence <laughs> is my game. Um, so this win in 99, beating Harrison Frazier and, and Steve Flesh, he's the second South American to win on tour after Roberto DiVincenzo. And that was, I believe, 1968 was his last win. After he won, they referred to him as like a minister of sport for Paraguay. Um, in 1999, Paraguay, like I said, there were four courses, 600 golfers, and they said many of them were immigrant, immigrant Korean businessmen and their wives. So like not a golf country at all. Uh, but another half dozen, this is a Michael Bamberger profile on Carlos Franco. Delightful read, of course. Another half dozen of those 600 golfers are the Franco boys, Carlitos, which I guess is what he likes to be called, not Carlos, Carlitos, and his brothers, who are all professionals, all six. Angel, uh, Angel Franco, or Angel Franco, won a Nike Tour event. If you meet a pro golfer, according to Bamberger, from Paraguay, chances are good his family name will be Franco. All right, let's get into more details on, on his background. Um, <clears throat> so Bamberger goes down to Paraguay and does this story. I think he did it after the Masters, but before his, he had won in New Orleans. He, and he greets him. He goes, you like my country? He asks you. There's a barefoot boy walking a cow along the side of the road. Two decades ago, that boy could have been Franco, except that his family was too par- poor to own a cow. Today, the golfer is driving a forerunner. He had other options. You tell your host his country is beautiful. He goes, it is very beautiful. He corrects him. Apparently, like he drives like a total madman. Bamberger was like, he's flying around these these mud and dirt roads of Paraguay. Um, He offers, this is this is nothing to do with the 1999 compact classic. He offers Bamberger this tea while he's there. Goes, drink this tea, this special tea, he tells you, handing you cow's horn fashioned into a mug with a straw made of silver inserted through a layer of herbs. And Bamberger goes, is it good for your... You begin to ask the golfer. By Franco's judgment, there are stimulants for the male libido in just about every dish, fruit, dessert, and beverage in the Paraguayan diet. Amazingly, Franco has just two children. (laughs) Great writing. Your, ho- your host cuts you off mid-question. See, my friend, he says. He is grinning maniacally. See, see. <laughs> oh, it is good for your libido. This tea, he's got Bamberger drinking in Paraguay. So he's on this three-week break between the sixth-place finish at the Masters and before he goes and wins at New Orleans, his first tour win. He didn't practice. He fished, he ate, he danced through the night and into the wee hours with his wife, Celsa. He kicked around a soccer ball with his two boys and he played only seven holes of golf and maybe 40 practice shots, they said, in three weeks between the Masters. Middle of the season. He just plays tie, like breakout performance, the Masters. Just goes home and dances and pains out, and then he goes and wins in New Orleans. Uh, he won by two over Flesh, then he returned, and won by two over Flesh and Frazier. Shot 66, 69, 68, and 66, 19 under par. Uh, I guess, like... Wait, did he finish? Behind, did Flesh finish runner up to him two years in a row? No, he beat I think Blaine McAllister in two thousand in a playoff. McAllister okay. like 
three putted like on the 18th to force a playoff, then three putted in the playoff, like gagged McAllister. I, I read a little bit about the 2001. Um, so the victory was the 31st of his career, but first on tour. The win was inevitable, according to Bamberger. The journey Franco had taken from a shack without running water in Asuncion, which is the largest city in Paraguay, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly, to a sixth-place finish in the Masters was so unlikely that the last little step winning a tour event was practically a formality. Kind of cool. After Augusta, Franco knew it would happen. He came to New Orleans. It took three flights and 14 hours to get there, feeling like the world was his personal sandbox. So let's go into a little bit of that mud shack with no running water. When he was a boy and the Franco family was feeling flush enough to eat chicken for dinner, Darila, his mom, would go into the yard, gather a chicken in her arms, wring its neck, build a fire, and prepare the meal. There's little movement, economic, social, or geographic for most Paraguayans. The place where you're born predicts with uncanny accuracy the place where you will die, which makes the rise of Carlitos Franco most exceptional. They talk about how his mom still lives in a newer, nicer house, a little bit newer, or a little bit nicer, where they grew up, with all his brothers and his sister live nearby. He was born literally in a large shack near the fourth hole of Asuncion Golf Club. The house was built from mud bricks and had a thatched roof, a dirt floor, and a makeshift cardboard wall to separate the space where Carlitos, his five brothers, and one sister, who I should also add became, I believe, a golf pro, his one sister, where his five brothers, Carlitos, and sister slept from the space where their parents slept, a cardboard wall. There was a crude outhouse and water came from a well. If you wanted to wash with warm water, you heated up a pot over an open flame. His father worked on the golf course as the greenkeeper and caddy. So this is like a tale we hear a lot about. You know, I think we heard this with Angel Cabrera. Obviously, it's Jose Maria's story uh, in Spain. Um, his, his, daddy, his dad was a caddy and greenkeeper. He made his boys their first clubs carved by hand from tree branches. They played barefoot and for money they did not have. And uh, Carlitos started playing when he was eight, imitating his older brothers. He became a caddy himself, never had a lesson, which, I mean, you would understand. He hates practice. He's never had a lesson. He's never saw an instruction book or a golf magazine, just never read it. He's never, ever studied his, studied his swing on tape either. At 15, he finally gave, uh, got a set of clubs from a member of that club, and he became a scratch. At 17, he was named Caddy Master. And then three years later, when he was t- 20, he turned pro. Uh, and then this is a little bit about like where he was in 99. He was like a strong, thought to be one of the stronger players. You know, he hit a nine iron 170 yards in that win at, at New Orleans. Uh, or I'm sorry, 185 yards past the pin, a little bit downwind. Uh, he has a narrow stance and stands tall to the ball to create a descending blow. Other than that, he can't tell you a single thing about his swing. He's no technician. Um, just knows nothing. It's unbelievable. A little bit more about when he came home from the Masters. He got that parade. Uh, but like all the country cares about is soccer. Like the Olympic Committee, all they care about is soccer. But they honored him because it was such a big deal. They gave him a plaque. But he also returned home like 99. They were, quote, I think Bamberger said they were tinkering with democracy. Like a president, vice president just been assassinated. Protesters were being assassinated. Like just a lot of like uncertainty in, in the country. Um, and there were nine deaths like right before he came home. And he said, quote, I don't worry for myself. 
I worry about my kids, that they might be kidnapped. Everybody knows me. They respect me. They take care of me. I played golf once with the vice president, the one who had just been assassinated. He was a duffer. I am not political. Um, he's also, like we talked about, everything he eats, you know, thinks has some benefit to the male libido. He knows he is handsome, charming, and smart. He'll remind you of that regularly as he ends most of his English sentences with an exaggerated wink of his right eye. Ends all his... Uh, on his walls of his house, he has four pictures of his hero, Seve Ballesteros. Um, but I talked about like the uh, the unrest. At this time in 99, he had two full-time security guards that cost him $700 a month, which he thought was excellent value. They talk about how he's partying these three weeks between the Masters and uh, New Orleans. It's like he's just got these armed security guards as well. Uh, finally, in 99... Uh, you know, he decides I got to move my family to Miami because it takes like three flights and a day or yeah. two to get. And he's now on the PGA Tour living his dream. He's like, I got to have I want to see my family. So I might, you know, buy a second house in Miami so I can doesn't take me like two days to get to every tour event. Uh, this was in 99. Uh, but Bamberger writes like it's impossible to see him living in the U.S. It's a man who plays the air harp while listening to the car radio. It's a man whose favorite fishing spot is so far off the beaten path that he finds himself fishing beside Indian men wearing nothing as they cast their lines, all of them searching for Paraguay's giant catfish. I guess Paraguay, uh, Franco himself is part Indian, part Spanish, identified as more Spanish, uh, but spoke both languages. So I don't know. He just became this Paraguayan legend. Obviously came from nothing, no running water, mud walls. uh, And it's just like total character at this point. So that's a little bit on the 1999 Zurich, then compact classic winner. He would win again in 2000. Stay on a similar longitude, I suppose, and win twice in Milwaukee. Four-time PGA Tour winner. So that's your Precision Pro, Flashback Friday. A lot, lot more notes on Carlos Franco. Maybe a full, maybe a full flashlight in there uh, on Carlos. But yeah, we'll, we'll cut it at that. So, All right. Everyone enjoy your Friday. Wonderful. Enjoy. Uh, you got a big event. Sold out. Uh, Ojai, is that right? Is that how you Ojai. pronounce it? Yeah, Soul Park and Ojai. First event back. Uh, hoping for a, a smooth event. Hope uh, and a fun one. So exciting to be uh, to be back. So Friday doing these uh, unplanned plug. This one's sold out, but you have you have it's the first of a full schedule. Some of which have events, uh, spots open, and some of which haven't even opened up yet. Right, gone up for yeah. Sale. F- All right, full sh- full schedule. You're getting back into it. Good luck this weekend with that. With everybody out in Thank California, you. enjoy it. Are the Bixby boys coming? They might be stopping by, right? They're they're stopping by. Miles is going to be there. All right, fantastic. Enjoy it, everyone. Enjoy your weekends. We'll be back with you on uh, Monday.